Hello and welcome to the Cancer Lads podcast. My name is Ryan Collard and I am one half of Team Cancer Lads. On this podcast, we will be bringing you discussions about key cancer topics, my fertility journey, and most importantly, raising awareness of real men with real cancer stories. This is a platform for men to open up about their cancer journeys, the ups, the downs, and every bold joke in between. Howie! Alright, so I thought I would dedicate an episode to the incredible unsung heroes of most people's cancer journeys, and that is the fantastic NHS nurses. At the end of the day, these are the ones who deal with you pretty much every single minute. They are the ones that are there when you press your call bell, they're giving you your meds, they're cannulating you, probably wish they weren't. They're administering your chemo, they're trying to keep you positive and just seeing in general. And of course, they are politely waking you up multiple times a night, asking you for your name and date of birth for the thousandth time. Genuinely though, what would we do without them? Everyone who's had treatment has seen how overworked they are. I definitely saw that from my experience, and this was before COVID. Usually wards full of patients, and they're dashing between everyone, trying to keep everyone sweet, and even trying to change their approach, their method of approach, depending on who they're dealing with. It is exceptional superhuman care. What I found quite hilarious is that at a certain time or day, your doctor would rush in, hit you with five minutes of crazy medical terminology, kind of telling you what you've had, what you've got coming up, how we ask you how you feel in us are, like how you're feeling, if you've got any side effects and whatnot, and then they'll sign you off for any new meds if you need them, and then boom, that's it, they're off. It kind of sounds something like this. Okay, so your platelet, magnesium, calcium, liver module, HCG levels are a little concerning, so we're going to prescribe you some amethroprogabalabologodogaproxide tablets for you, okay, yeah, cheers, right, see you in a bit. And then they're just on to the next person. And then... It's the nurses who are left to deal with all the questions and most often the emotions that come with it as well. I remember an old guy next to me in absolute bits being told this treatment isn't working and then there's no more options and the nurses kind of sat with them, helped them ring his family and, and stayed there with them until they arrived. Like These are the side of the, this side of things you don't really hear about or see. Also, your brain doesn't really work and process everything at the same time to ask your doctor questions, so it takes time. Uh, especially all the crazy language that they use as well. So then a lot of the time, it's never great news and you always need that sort of something extra or even just a bag of blood or a bag of platelets and that can just send you over the edge. I remember the first time I needed a bag of platelets and I had no idea what they were or why I needed them and it was the nurses who sort of kindly explained it to us. They taught us how to inject myself by practicing in an orange. They told us all about the medication, the uh, the potential side effects and so on. And then one time, uh, I was having chemo through my hand after multiple failed, failed attempts, as my veins at this point were pretty much like fishing wire, um, and it in- instantly started burning. And then, like a flash, without hesitation, they sent us off to another hospital for a washout as the chemo had leaked in my hand. And even though they were rushed off their feet, they took the time to talk to my family and my partner, I guess because they knew I was one of the youngest on the ward and would need that extra support. It's all these just little simple things that go a long way. I think often people don't realise the extent of everything that they do. Now, I didn't know about all of you, but how much did you become reliant on having the same nurses each time you went in? Familiar faces are extremely nice and comforting. and It started to become quite a big thing that I would get anxious about on the drive-in. I'd be hoping that I'd have the ones that I'd liked and 
who was super caring and understanding, I was a little bit fragile. So the slightly more brutal, job-driven, no time for emotions type of nurses weren't really great for me. You know, the type that would like poke the cannula in without care, just pure speed and they'll get it in one one out of five pokes. It just doesn't matter. I needed the ones that would sit with us for five minutes beforehand, calming us down, putting both arms in warm water just to help the veins. Luckily, most of them have had that have that genuine care in nature, but you do definitely take to some more than others. And it was always a, a better day or night you uh, when you were in their hands. I don't think there was any worse feeling than being woken up at half three in the morning for blood pressure, meds and whatnot by someone you've never ever seen before. It feels like a medical burglary and you're just in shock, frozen while they do all the checks when you're just drugged up to death as well and you haven't got a clue what's going on and even if they are real. This is bizarre, it's a proper dream state. The problem for me was having treatment in different hospitals, like my main bulk of chemo was at Mount Vernon, then I had the stem cell in Hammersmith and then my RBLND up in Royal Marsden. So I built up a great relationships with those in Mount Vernon and felt comfortable there. And then when I went to Hammersmith, I was even more nervous because they didn't really know what I was like. Luckily, they were all lovely, but it did take a little while on my part to feel comfortable. For the stem cell, I was in for three weeks, so I got to know them pretty quickly. That was an eye-opener just to see how cautious and careful they were in there. Super delicate with everything, like always checking up on us, religiously cleaning the room. It was a different level in there, and I guess it had to be. Also, there were some nurses that I preferred for different things. Like, ones were absolutely classic getting the cannula in. Like, they'd not stick it in unless they were 99%. It was going in like a chunky worm vein. Others were brilliant for comfort, support, and a laugh. And then others for efficiency when you just wanted something done quickly. So it's amazing how people can dedicate their lives just to looking after others. It really does take a certain person for that job. I was also lucky with knowing nurses personally. The most helpful for sure was Sophie's mum. I don't think she has specifically been a chemo nurse before, but she just had a lot of inside knowledge and was a great support on the outside. She knew exactly what to say to get appointments prioritised or if I had a concern and needed to contact my nurse specialist, so that was a huge, huge help. I tend to be the type of bloke who's literally like, ah, it'll happen when it happens, and she taught us to push for absolutely everything, which is kind of key when you're having treatment for cancer and it feels like your life is on a bit of a timer. Also, just speaking to her about things put my mind at ease a lot, as well as some of the things that I would think were maybe sinister and that I was just going to die. And she'd just be like, well, actually, it's most likely this because you've had this. And you should probably take this and not do this. And lo and behold, after listening to her advice, I'd be right as rain. So yeah, I was very, very lucky and thankful for her medical wisdom. And I don't think I've ever properly thanked her for that. I've also, I also had a couple of old school northern friends I've grown up with who went into nursing. And had seen that they had placements and chemo wards, etc. So every now and then... When I was having treatment, I'd shoot them the odd question. And they would also be super efficient to try and explain things for me, which also was quite nice and common at the time. I've spoken to a guy on our page who, uh, whose wife is a nurse and has saved his life on multiple occasions. But the one that stood out for me the most was when he was having the stem cell transplant. So bear in mind, this bloke has zero immune system. Nurses come in with full PPE. And this, again, was post-COVID. 
sorry, pre-COVID because a speckle of anything could trigger something sinister when you've got zero immune system. Anyway, one nurse in particular couldn't open something and instead of doing it a clean, hygienic way, they poked a pen through it. So his wife, a nurse, pulled them up on it and then he had to wait like five hours or might have been even longer for a different bag of stem cells. So not to be extreme, but that genuinely could have killed him. And definitely, it definitely affected his treatment. So these things are all scheduled for particular times and run like clockwork. So that would have not been a fun time for him waiting for the, the, the next round or the next bag to come. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely good to know a nurse. And if you don't know one, get to know one would be my advice. As you can probably tell, I do admire nurses. However, there was one particular point where I began to question and doubt all nurses. There I was, getting comfortable in my new room, preparing for the stem cell transplant. I was very weak at this point from all the previous chemo, and my days were just spent days and in and out of consciousness. And what popped on TV at 9pm every single night of the stem cell transplant? Nurses who kill. Way, how am man? Watched one episode and couldn't trust another nurse. I literally made sure I had baby eyes on every single flush, tablet administered, everything. Those programs should be banned in hospitals, man. It was absolutely no good. I mean, you've got to laugh when you look back, though. You honestly couldn't write it. Now, I'm sure we all have many, many incredible nurse stories. But who has a nightmare nurse story? Like the one you absolutely dreaded being there when you were in. Okay, so I only ever came across one nurse I wasn't a fan of. She was one of the more experienced ones, should we say. A little bit older. It started off with her interrupting another nurse who was doing her usual rounds checks on us. It was kind of rude. The other nurse kind of finished what she was doing and then just casually left. Rushed off her feet as they always were. This nightmare nurse, let's call her, stood in my bay of the ward and talked at me, not to me, for hours. I swear I saw the other nurses absolutely sweating, trying to rush around everyone and this nurse is telling me her life story while I'm chemo drunk and just not with it, pretending to drift off to sleep so she can just go. She then proceeds to ask for one of my sweets bought by my family as a little booster to keep us going and give us some energy and before I even inhaled to wheeze out an answer, she dived her hand in and plucked out a handful. The absolute cheek of it. But that wasn't even it. She chucked back in all of the tragic ones like the Snickers and the Mars and she swapped them out for the elite Malteser ones. I've never been more shocked in my life. She was there that long. The other nurse came back to do me next round of checks and get this, she turns around and says, ah, what a heartbreaking story, eh, poor lad, making it sound like I was chatting to her. I don't think I said a single word to her. Wild. Her head was probably in the right place, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt here. I just absolutely remember hating her at the time. I also asked a couple of the lads on the page for their sort of nightmare nurse stories and I'll just reel through. Very quickly, a couple of theirs now as well. Uh, one bloke said that, and he he admitted that he was quite a pain to the nurses sometimes, but 
by the end, there was one nurse that used to, every time you press the call bell, she would just come in, turn the sign off and just walk out. I thought that was pretty brutal, but you must have had to wind them up to some level just for them to do that, but brilliant, brilliant. Another bloke said that he reckons he was the guinea pig for all student nurses. Every single time he went in, he felt like he was just a pin cushion for them to be practising the cannulas on. He said it seemed to be at least four or five times he had a cannula. It was the student nurses and he had to say something, which is, I think that's fair enough when you get to a certain point. And I think I had one or two in my time and you've got to start somewhere. So you absolutely have to let them practice. But once you've had someone who is just learning and not quite got the trade just yet and you're like way down the line of treatment. So you're just in a bit of a black hole probably not the best people to be trying to cannulate you like you just want someone who's going to do it first time and finally similar to mine another bloke said that there was this one nurse that just kept pestering him and um, luckily for me mine was just a kind of one day never saw that nurse again type of situation but for this bloke he said it was every single week and he literally just couldn't escape because that's where all the treatment was so i feel like if if i was in his situation like if i had what happened to me Every single week, I would have lost the will to live. But anyway, I can absolutely imagine that nurses' stories of patience are way, way, way worse than anything that we can imagine. Overall, we'd be absolutely screwed without nurses. They wake up, save lives on a daily basis and go back home to bed. Unless they're on night shift, obviously. And if any of us did that, we'd be considered the ultimate heroes and have a front page spread in the papers. Are they even a thing anymore? Maybe a widely promoted post across all social media platforms. Anyway, it really does take a special type of person to dedicate their lives just to helping others. I'm going to leave you with this. Just try and keep in mind the things that they must have seen and have to deal with daily. Honestly... It makes us queasy, and that's just from my own personal rough days. Here are a few examples. After me, operation, after me operation, a nurse had to literally roll us on me side and insert a suppository into me back passage just to help us go to the toilet. I don't care if you're Angelina Jolie, doing that to somebody is not nice. I can't even count the amount of toxic urine they've taken from my bedside. In fact, while handing one over at 3am in the morning one night, it tragically caught the covers and spilt all out of the bed, so they literally had to change everything. Alongside the urine pots, plenty of sick buckets were taken also. Also having to deal with that toxic chemo smell of someone who's been in for five days straight is not pleasant. I mentioned briefly in my previous podcast about a bloke ripping his cannula out at daft o'clock in the morning with blood going everywhere. I mean, how? What do you even do with that man? Sores, growths, spots, cuts, swollen areas. These people must have strong stomachs. And you must look at people very differently when you see everyone at their absolute worst. But it never stops them from caring and doing their jobs. So this is a huge thank you from the whole cancer community. How are the nurses? Thank you so much for listening to the Cancer Lads podcast. Every single thing that we do, we do to raise awareness. 
merely because men's cancers and men's cancer stories are not talked about enough we will continue to do our little bit to make sure that as many men's cancer stories are heard and are shared out there to raise as much awareness as possible please follow our cancer lads pages on instagram facebook and twitter for any upcoming podcast episodes and also just to see all the other work that we do within the cancer community how are we